Welcome. You've turned into Rockstar Millennial Spotlight, featuring Katherine Spitznagel, professional coach, speaker, and author of the book, Rockstar Millennials, Developing the Next Generation of Leaders. On this show, we'll feature millennials who represent this high-energy, creative, and entrepreneurial generation, and spotlight Rockstar Millennials who are living their purpose, helping others, and making a difference right where they are. Please join me in welcoming our host, Katherine Spitznagel. Hi, this is Katherine Spitznagel with Rockstar Millennial Podcast, and today we are excited to have a special guest with us, Miss Katie Vandenberg. Hi, Katie. Hi, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I am awesome. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. Oh, same. Well, we're glad to have you today. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, yes. I have my business in Morton. I live in Tremont, and I am a divorce coach, a landlord, um, an artist, and a mom. I do quite a few things. Yes. You wear a lot of hats all the time. Yes. 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 And you have a beautiful space. A Thank studio. you. Yes. And an art gallery. Yes. And, <laughs> I forgot and, about the art gallery. And yes. the art gallery. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. one more thing. Yes. <laughs> that too. Yes. Um, and your husband is also in the business. He's a, an artist as well, a different type. He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he does metal sculptures um, and he also helps manage our rental properties. So he's yes. handling all the dirty work for us all the time, yes. which I'm very thankful for. <laughs> <laughs> and how many rental properties? How many doors? Uh, we've got 43 doors right now. Yeah. Yes. Most of them are multifamily, but we've got a couple commercial and a couple single family homes and some Airbnb type listings too. Yeah. So that's an awful lot. I mean, it just that <laughs> in itself, but the studio yeah. and uh, your artwork and your, mm-hmm. yeah, your children and your divorce coach. So we're going to, we're going to take these one at a time because they're all okay. significant. <laughs> so um, tell us about being an artist, your artwork, because it's beautiful. Thank you. Yes. I love being an artist. It's something that I really do a lot for me, but I happen to have my work in a gallery in Door County, Wisconsin. So I am a ceramic artist and I got into it shortly after my second child was born, my daughter. It was something I always wanted to do. And I decided to finally jump in and take some classes and it just kind of exploded from there. It was like, I was obsessed, like, you know, the new boyfriend or girlfriend when you can't get enough, you know, <laughs> so I just couldn't, couldn't stop. And I now have a studio in my home and I love being on the wheel as much as I can and, and making my art. It's just so um, very soothing for me to be able to do that. Yes. And we, um, we talked about this when I was at your gallery, I got the privilege of seeing some of your um, artwork and, mm-hmm. Um, and you talked about how you you compartmentalize, which I think mm-hmm. you have to do when you have 500 things going, which you do, you know, at a yeah. mom and a, a wife. And it, as we said, it's, um, you know, it's just a busy time of year and it's a busy time of life. And so you yeah. set aside, tell, talk to us a little bit about um, how you balance all of this, because you have certain days set aside and, and how do you manage that? I do. Yeah. So it's something I started doing about in the past year and a half because it just felt like every day I was going a million different directions. And so finally last year, so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to dedicate certain days of the week to what I'm doing. So Mondays and Thursdays are my ceramic pottery days and uh, Tuesdays 
and Wednesdays, I am at Muse. I'm handling my clients for my divorce coaching. I have the gallery open. I'm taking care of all of the bookkeeping for our rental properties and taking care of all the business side of things. And then Mm -hmm. Fridays kind of are my social um, building days. So I go to my rotary meetings. I try to schedule meetings on Fridays. So every day has a different goal and it's really helped me be more efficient in those times because I'm just able to generally focus just on those things on those days. And it sounds like you get more done when you're just focused and you enjoy it more. You were talking about, um, you know, when you're on the wheel and that those are your days to, to be the artist, then you Mm -hmm. you feel fulfilled doing that and you feel like you can do it. Absolutely. I can really pour into that energy and that, that person, that character of me in that moment and not have to think, Oh, I got to shut this off or I got to clean up for a meeting and you know, all those little things that pull us away. And so the days that I'm working on my focus forward divorce coaching, I can be really focused on my clients and their needs and, and making sure they're being taken care of. And same with the rental properties, really checking in on things, following through on things and just getting up so much more done. And like you said, enjoying it so much more too, when I'm in those moments. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, uh, and, and I should clarify, Muse is your, your gallery, which I think is a wonderful name, you know, for yeah, our gallery. You. <laughs> and you have yes. events there. Sometimes when I was there, you were getting ready for a community event. So you, you do that little bit on the side, too, where you welcome others in. Um, mm-hmm. And so tell us, uh, before you had Muse and before you had this business, um, you had a different business. Your coffee. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Coffee shop. Yes. yes. Eli's yes. Coffee. I had Eli's. Okay. Yeah. So tell I... us about, you know, how that journey, because that was a different season. Um, <laughs> yes. And so, and you started that one very young and you mm-hmm. had a whole different career before you got into the, the art world. So talk to us about that world and that season. Sure. Yeah. So my coffee shop journey with Eli's really started when I was about six because I was working for a coffee shop in high school, part-time, of course, and I just realized how many cool things that could be happening at that coffee shop that weren't happening and that Morton would love to have and that could be such a vibrant part of the community. And so I spent my time there thinking about how I would improve this person's coffee shop. Um, And I loved it. I loved the job so much. And I just kept going back to it. Um, I ended up though going to college, getting a degree in economics at Colorado State and came home, worked as a loan officer for a local bank, which I just loved that job. I loved helping people um, organize their money and just, you know, consolidate debt, all those sorts of things, buy their dream homes. I love that job so much. Um, but the coffee shop dream always nagged me and I always thought, Oh, it'll be something I'll do in retirement. Yeah. Well, I also have always had a fascination with real estate and the house that Eli's is currently in and Morton was this old Victorian home and it had kind of been sitting empty and it suddenly went for sale. And I was 24 years old and I went by it. My mom was a realtor and I went and looked at it with her and I thought, you know what? Um, and I will add, I was married at the time, which is key to where another part of where I'm at right now. So my husband at the time, my mom, and we went and looked at it and, uh, I'm like, I think this is the coffee shop. I'm 24 years old, but I, I think this is it right now where this is going to happen because if it doesn't happen here, this, I don't know where it's going to happen. Where? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So for a while I was working still very, a very busy full-time job as a lender, 
um, rates at the time were dropping pretty considerably um, comparatively to how they were. So I was working 50 hours a week at that, opening up the business, working 50, 60 hours a week at a new coffee shop, just kind of crazy. And I would say that, you know, the coffee shop was kind of what was the catalyst for my divorce at the time too, which is key. Um, so then I, so I got divorced. I moved and lived above the coffee shop. I mean, I literally, it was like a Hallmark movie. And so I turned it into this little (laughs) cute studio apartment up there for me. I was living above it. I quit my job. I, you know, but back then, you know, I was 20 by that time, 25 years old. I was young, healthy, no kids. It was easy to take that risk knowing that I could always get a job again at that point. So quit my job, was running the coffee shop full-time, recently divorced, um, ended up meeting my current husband at Eli's. He was a teacher, and he would come in to grade papers, and so he would come in and hang out. And I had grown up in Morton, so I knew everybody that was my age there. And I thought, well, who's this guy? I've got to meet him. He's cute. He's funny. And so we hit it off, and we got engaged, got married, um, had kids. We had our first son and opened up, I think at that point, the Tremont Eli's location when our son was about two years old. And our employee, Rachel at the time was from Tremont and she was our manager for the Tremont location. And fast forward a couple of years, I was ready to back away from the coffee shop because I just, I wanted to have another baby. It was a lot of work to be juggling that with a child. I didn't want to keep doing that. And Rachel was ready for more. So she purchased Eli's from us at that point, and it's since just exploded the business even more. She does an amazing job. I'm so thankful mm-hmm. that she has it and it's in her hands. And then I had our daughter, who is now seven years old. Um, that's about the time we started to get more into real estate, which I can talk more about. But that's that's my coffee shop journey, and that's yeah. that's what you're referring to. Yes, what a great journey and what a great little shop. I love Eli's coffee and their pastries <laughs> and just all of it. And now. Rachel has how many? Three or four? She they have four locations, four locations. plus they, what they call their hub, so where they do all their baking and their offices are out of. So technically, five locations with four actual storefronts, which is just amazing. I think she has something like eighty employees now. So yeah. it's pretty wild to think that I started out in that little tiny house with you know seven employees, and she has like eighty now, and it's. Just huge, vibrant business. And it makes me so happy to see that. But you started it and you started it in your twenties and it was your side hustle. And that's what, (laughs) you know, I just marvel at at you. And then I went to Muse and I saw your art and I saw (laughs) your studio and your, your divorce coach. And it was like, Oh no, this woman just does a hundred things. That's just, so tell us, (laughs) tell us a little bit about uh, becoming a divorce coach and the Genesis of that. Yeah, I love that. So as I mentioned before, I went through a divorce and that is key to why I'm a divorce coach now. So through the years, I would have friends coming to me asking me for help. Like, Hey, I'm going through a divorce. What what would you do? Or what do you recommend? And I also felt like I had a little bit of an innate sense when somebody would be going through a divorce, just through things that they would say, Mm -hmm. emotions they would express. And so it got to the point where I was helping somebody um, going to their attorney's office with them, actually. And yeah. I thought, this is, I'm sitting here helping her work through all of this, working with her attorney for her just to be nice, just to help her. And I thought, why is this not a business? Like, I, yeah. I could be making money doing this and make this much more vibrant and advertise it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, the comparison of there's wedding planners making money to plan one single day. Right. Why are there not divorce? 
planners, helping somebody plan something that is so much more impactful on a person's future than an actual wedding day. So I um, looked into it, and sure enough, there are divorce coaches. They just were all in the big cities and on the coast. There were no divorce coaches in the Midwest, hardly. Mm -hmm. So I um, became a certified divorce coach. I went through a, a program that actually certified me to do this, and it has been so amazing and so fulfilling to be able to help people go through something that they don't want to be doing. Um, They would rather not have to work with somebody like me to do this, but they do. And I think the people that do are so smart because they want to get through well. They want to co-parent well. They want to preserve their finances and um, they want to get to the other side with grace and dignity and be able to hold their heads up, especially in small towns like Morton, where everybody knows everybody knows everybody's yeah. business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to be able to do that with grace is huge for people. Yes. So yeah. that's what I do. It's called Focus Forward. Um, and I help people from start to finish with the divorce coach process. Yeah, which is just amazing. And I'd never heard of it until I I heard you on a podcast. You were like ahead of me. And I was like, <laughs> who is that? And what is that uh, business? Uh, but it, I agreed with everything you said. I thought that is so viable and it's needed. And you're Thank so you. approachable that, yeah, the same thing. Thank I would you. think, okay, well, yeah, go talk to Katie. She's like you're a friend, but she's certified. You know, and yeah. she's been through this, yeah. And right. she'll help you yes. and say, yeah. you know, these are the, and when you and I talked more about it, it's, um, you know, you're not trying to be the lawyer. You're not trying mm-hmm. to get anyone's goat. You're just saying, you're more about helping that person come out whole. And, mm-hmm. you know, how do we do this well and do it in a way that you're going to feel good going forward, financially, Absolutely. emotionally, physically, all mm-hmm. those things, which is, that's a gift. Yeah. I help put the pieces together and I love helping a client find the right attorney for them and a therapist if they need it and figuring out, you know, the real estate and the timing of things and all those things that the lawyers just don't have time to do Mm -hmm. or would cost a fortune for the lawyers to have to do. Like that doesn't really fall in the lawyer's wheelhouse. It's it's extra and people kind of have to figure that out on their own. And so that's what I'm here to help them with are all those extra things that go along with the process. And your background, you know, as the loan officer, you know, working in a bank um, and your real estate background, those things all come into play here. Mm -hmm. That expertise, plus you've been through this. And so, um, and you have a good working relationship with your ex-spouse, which I think is good too. So I think it speaks well of someone who's done this well. Thank you. Good on you. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Thanks. So, um, Talk to us about uh, living your purpose. You have so many purposeful things that you do. Your, your business, you had your coffee business, your coffee shop, uh, the divorce coach, the gallery, uh, your children, um, your marriage. All of these things for you are very, the real estate, they're all very purposeful. And there's this thread that runs throughout of helping. I want to help. <laughs> You know, I want to help people. I want to bring joy. I want to bring closure. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your purpose and how you're making a difference. Okay, that's a great question. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I, gosh, living my purpose. I feel like impacting people when they're going through something really hard and being there for them is just so huge. And it makes me feel so good. And to be able to 
get them to get to the other side of something and be able to turn around and be so proud of themselves right. and be, be glad that they did something really hard has been amazing. And I mean, it even stemmed from my Eli's days, you know, these young 16, 17 year old kids coming in working for me, their first job, they're nervous yeah. and, and showing them like, you can do this. You can talk to these complete strangers mm-hmm. across the counter from you and it's been so neat. I mean, I even am getting goosebumps. Like how many of my employees from that point now own their own coffee shops, even across the country. I think there's like three or four of them that are running coffee shops or oh still in the coffee business. And, um, how many even still come back and ask me for letters of recommendation at this point, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, oh. so to be able to help people level up, you know, in their lives, wherever they're at has been so wonderful. And, we do that with our, our tenants too. You know, we try to, if we can employ them to work for us, to do things. I had a couple helping me today, clearing out a house that we're hoping to sell soon, you know, and helping empower them to move forward and, mm-hmm. and maybe move on and at some point buy their own place. Um, so helping people just get to the next level has just been so fun. And, um, I haven't quite done that with my pottery. I still keep my pottery really to myself, my art, but, um, but just connecting to people. I love communities so much and I love building communities so much. So I think that is probably my biggest purpose that drives me um, to do all of this stuff. Yeah. And you see that difference making in those young mm-hmm. people and in the folks going through a divorce and, um, even as you say, in real estate where they're in a certain season of life, maybe, and maybe approaching Absolutely. another one and yeah. Yeah, helping them level up. I love that. And, <laughs> and, and you know, what an inspiration you are uh, to those 16 year old uh, folks that were working for you to say, yeah, that's where I started working in a coffee Thank shop. You. And I had lots of ideas and I thought I could do this. And I did. And then, <laughs> I thought, oh. Well, you know, it's okay to be smart and 16 and yeah, have good ideas. Yeah. Right, exactly, yeah. yes. And, and pursue them. Love it. So tell us, what is next for you? So I really am excited about my pottery. Um, yes. I have gotten really into the idea of um, talking about nature through mm-hmm. my pottery and preserving our natural surroundings, whether that's the trees or the moss or the lichen and all those things that we tend to overlook. Um, so for example, I, um, it's really bled into my personal life, honestly, my pottery. So I recently drove down to a tree nursery, Mason state tree nursery and bought 300 Oak trees and handed them out at my kid's school on Arbor day because I want people to plant trees and I get excited about it. And I'm, I'm just so I'm out in my yard, like looking at the moss and, and gathering moss and picking it up. And I'm, um, just, really excited to be able to share that with people through my pottery. And I hope that people will see my pottery and then maybe when they go for a walk or they've been in their own backyard, pause and and look at this nature that's right here in our backyards and appreciate it for what it is. And we tend to live in such a sterile world where we, you know, have all the yard sprays and the chemicals and we try to get rid of all this nature that's around us. Um, for the sake of what we think is beauty, but really maybe pausing and see the beauty that's already there right now in front of us for what it is. So I hope to expand on that um, in my pottery. As far as divorce coaching, I'm working on a course right now um, so that people can, if they can't quite afford my one-on-one coaching or maybe they're not quite ready to divorce, but they need the information, they can purchase the course and get all the information in a very safe, confidential way 
um, in an affordable way and that then they can make the decision on how they want to divorce or if they even want to after learning all that information. There's really not a good way where it's all consolidated that I'm aware of right now for somebody mm-hmm. to get that information in an affordable way without actually meeting with a lawyer, which feels really scary and intimidating um, and high pressure to some people. So yeah. and you feel I'm like, hopeful to have that done. Yeah, I feel like you're taking the, the first step. And maybe, mm-hmm. like you say, they're not quite sure if they want to take that step. But once you go to a lawyer, it's like you're committed or you feel like it that. It feels yeah. so committed to people, whether it is or it isn't. And there's plenty of wonderful, empathetic lawyers that understand that. But there's still that barrier that people feel and that boundary that once they meet with a divorce lawyer, it gets very real. And I even experience that with clients. Once they call me, it feels real. And I, I hope people know that I'm super low pressure that this is, I get this is a huge decision and mm-hmm. it's not one to be taken lightly, especially if kids are involved or big finances. And so to be able to get that information out to people in a way where they can get it and learn from it and then maybe make a better decision based on that information. So Hope to finish that up hopefully soon. <laughs> we'll see. And it sounds like it's going to be a wonderful course. You and I talked about that. And, and it's kind of a guide path for folks mm-hmm. to say, here's some of the things to consider. Here's mm-hmm. some information you're going to need to gather or prepare. Here's some documents you might need. Um, it's that sort of thing. So it's very instructional. And, yeah, thank uh, you. Hands yeah, on. I mean, yeah. it's going to be called the trail guide to your divorce journey. So it's like a trail guide, you know, which ties in my love of nature too and hiking. Mm-hmm. And it's a trail guide. It gives you all the information you're going to need to go on this journey. Yeah. So hopefully, um, people find that beneficial, and hopefully, I'll be done in the next couple of weeks with all of it. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. And I also like that you call it a journey. Uh, you know, it like a season. It's it's not forever. It's not mm-hmm. a you know, life sentence, it's okay, this is a journey and this is a place where you are right now. And you can, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Again, make it approachable. So wonderful. Thank you. Thanks. So tell us, uh, what encouragement do you have for others? So I really think people should follow their curiosity mm-hmm. because it, I, for me, my curiosity has led me to so many things. <laughs> like, and I yes. think um, <laughs> lots of things. I mean, from being 16 and standing mm-hmm. behind the counter of that coffee shop and being curious about what if, you know, this owner did this or this or this, and then I eventually tried it. Or, um, you know, being curious about what's it going to be like to go visit this attorney with my friend. How is this going to be received? I didn't really know until I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being curious about getting into pottery, taking a couple classes and just following that, that curiosity because you never really know where it's going to lead yourself. I mean, like mm-hmm. I, I would have never thought I'd be owning an art gallery in Wharton right now. <laughs> if you had asked me 20 years ago what I would be doing, I guess there's no way I thought I'd be doing this or having a pottery studio in my house or any of those things. Um, but I think when we follow our curiosity, it might not even end up being that initial curiosity that we dive into, it might lead to something else. You know, maybe a love of gardening um, leads to a love of cooking, you know, that maybe you never really cooked before, but you want to start using what you're growing. So it always just leads to something else. Or maybe you start giving away the things that you're growing to a nonprofit that needs the food. And suddenly you realize, Oh, I want to volunteer for this nonprofit. So I just think following that can open so many doors that we don't even realize are waiting for us to be opened. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, you are the master of opening doors, I'll tell you. <laughs> so we're we're grateful to have you today. Uh, thank you for your inspiration, Katie. Thank you for all you do in so many different facets of your life and um, in your community. So we're, thank you. we're grateful for you. 
Thank, thank you. Thank you. And you too. Yes. Thank you for chatting, Dave. It was so great. Absolutely. And thanks to our listeners. Don't miss a podcast. You can find us at rockstarmillennials.com, iTunes, and Apple Podcast. And until next time, talk soon. To share your thoughts about this episode, subscribe to future podcasts, submit a discussion topic, or shine a light on a rockstar millennial in your world, contact Catherine Spitznagel at rockstarmillennials.com and click on Contact Us. Thank you.